0: And you're feeling all alone only you to hold your own no one there to help you only there to hold you down so stop
1: Well, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children of all ages, welcome back to another exciting episode of Bridging the Gap. I am one half of your team, John Morris, and welcome to the show that helps teenagers and parents sit down and talk about the issues that they're really facing on each and every day life, basically. Hopefully it helps them understand each other a little bit better and ideally do what the show's all about, which is to bridge the gap. Of course, I couldn't do this without uh my other side my co-host uh, uh, for, uh your mother herself so we're gonna bring in jojo joe how are you doing today
2: doing wonderful 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 living that that mom life <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, how are you, Sounds in, uh, ominous and interesting for sure
2: <laughs> well it's definitely beautiful i'll put it that way <laughs> well, that's, good.
1: that's good and uh any crazy events that have been happening this week with you
2: Mm, Oh, yes. Left and right. Um, You know, especially when you're a parent, there's something every day, whether it's Valentine's parties or, you know, my daughter literally woke me up at like five in the morning and was like, Mom. Can I have my Valentine's gifts? And I said, Is it Christmas? Like <laughs> so they get excited and it's sweet and it's special with creating those memories, definitely.
1: That's interesting. Completely different over here, although it still amazes me how many folks in the United States think they own Valentine's and then think they own certain holidays. Cause I always get asked, um, you know, with a variety of people I talk to, oh, so y'all celebrate Valentine's as well? It's like you, you, you guys heard of this? Have you heard of Harry Potter? That was another thing as well. It was like, yeah, we don't live in, you know, bathtubs over here. You know, we, we do actually know what goes on around the world. But it's really amazing, you know, how many people will say, well, why don't you celebrate Thanksgiving? And, and then obviously explaining that out to them, I'm like, really? Wow, this is, this is interesting. So it's funny the perception <laughs> that different cultures around the world have. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, interesting for, for sure the the funniest thing I, the funniest message I had yesterday, and I, I saved this to share with you was a lady in her seventies got in touch with me and uh, my wife was coming back from vacation yesterday. And, uh, and she said, you know, uh, have you got Katie, anything special for, for Valentine? You know, how we all love treats. And what I heard there, she, she's hearing, you know, you know, ladies, you know, like, uh, you know, special gifts and treats and things. What I actually heard was, you've just compared the female race to a cat or a dog. And as soon as she said that, she burst out laughing because she realized, oh, wait, yeah, actually, you know, like give us catnip or give us a boom and we'll be happy and, you know, give us biscuits. And I was just like, yeah, okay, I ain't considering this one. This is really <laughs> just, just really out there. So it was a, a source of humor for me for about two minutes. <laughs> but apparently it just kept her going all night. So I was like, ah, okay. So it's, uh, it's, 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 it's bizarre for sure. But folks, uh, without further ado, we'll get on with the show because we have got a stellar pack show for you today. Um, we've got so many things that we're actually going to be talking about today that's really going to be impacting you, not just in the immediate future, but also uh, big changes are going to be coming in probably within your lifetime, certainly within your child's lifetime with how they interact, with how they study, with, uh, and there's pluses and negatives to this as well, you know, but also with, you know, how they actually spend their entire lives. So Joe, are you ready to do the show?
2: I am more than ready.
1: You're more than ready. ready. Good. Well, one of the topics that I want to fire in with right at the beginning because I think we covered this either at the end of last week's show or off air, which is why the balance of being on and off uh, gadgets is really, really important. And Joe, I would, I would in fact, safe to say that within, you know, our lifetime, it's really technology that has taken over. I call it the technological age. You know, folks, when we were, when we were kids, you know, we used to have mobile phones, but they were what we call bricks and they used to have an aerial. Um, but phones have been around since like the 70s, 60s, but they, they were humongous. Not the things obviously that you've got now, um, which are designed basically, that has more power in it. the first computer that sent the the rocket ship to uh to to the moon uh and and just the when you wrap your head about that it's like wow you know this this is a different age in which we're living in but there's a lot of pluses and negatives to that joe do you think that technology now really rules a lot of people's lives i don't even
2: think i have to answer that but yes i'm sorry (laughs) somebody's calling no i'm just kidding um but yes, it does. Um, it's opened up so many doors. So like mm-hmm. you said, pluses and negatives, but it consumes our lives yeah. in so many ways. And, you know, my daughter and I had this discussion last night on the show that we did in anticipation for this talk. And I asked her, I said, you know, if mom was to only allow you on your phone an hour a day,
0: mm-hmm.
2: how would you feel? And she said, Honestly, I'd feel annoyed, but I'd have to do it because I wouldn't have a choice. That was her answer. <laughs> see, that's really
1: interesting because there are videos out there and YouTube's great for source material folks. Um, and, and little thing now, it's not that people are reading less, but how they consume information now, I think is completely changing. Um, so with that in mind, you can actually go onto YouTube and see how boys and girls, you know, they respond having their phones or their Xbox or their PlayStation or whatever taken off of them. And it's, you know, like you were describing there, Joe, with your daughter, you know, some it's like, okay, you know, wouldn't like it, but hey, I'd have to do it. Others literally have a severe psychological breakdown uh, as a result of this. And this to me is a really alarming thing. Um, you know, one of the things actually that that I observed, and I made myself a little note, so if I'm looking down, that's, that's why, just so I don't miss anything. Because I think it's so important to register that There is so much beauty around all of us, you know, really wherever you live in the world, it doesn't take long to get to somewhere where there's either a park or trees or or nature of some kind that's there. But the crazy thing is that the majority of people largely due to social media and the media are focusing on the negative Um, the focusing on the wars or the focusing on COVID, the focusing on this, that and the other. The grand scheme of things folks with all that's going on with 8.6 billion people on the planet, it's really small. And then the note that I made was was this, human beings seem to enjoy distractions. Um, And that's why I say, you know, all the beauty that's going on, people are fixing on the bad. and, And as a result, they're looking for distractions that's also what a lot of parents and now it's now becoming a generational thing they're passing that distraction on to their son or daughter by saying well i don't have time to spend with you so go and sit and watch the tv or i don't have time to spend with you so go and sit with nanny or, or whoever this, this is part of the same reason that the drug culture is such a massive part of our uh, a problem in our world i was going to say in the united states but it's it's around the world And it's a psychological reflection oftentimes of of what's going on now that is changing slightly It is going to take time. Um, But my hope is with regards to uh, electronics and social media and everything that that doesn't become the new drug of choice, because as we talked about last week, and and we'll talk about later on today, you can see how that psychologically affected people. and then, and then I start playing around with the idea. Um, and thankfully, it's, it's a very short thing and then I'll be quiet. Um, but, you know, like I said, so much beauty around the world. What would happen if, you know, because we talked about it, I think, last week that, you know, people, teenagers in particular and kids want to fit in. And for them it's really important but what happens if you fit in with what i call the distracted people the people that are on their phones all the time or on the xbox all the time what would happen if rather than trying to fit into the distracted people we're actually trying to fit into the awakened people the ones that actually looked around and were with nature and as joe would say you know focused on being kind to people imagine if everybody thought you know themselves as bits of the divine spirit of god um, how much differently they would speak about themselves and how much differently they would speak about others and how that would really change, you know, a lot of stuff that's going on. So those were just some little thoughts that I was thinking of, but I think it is really important um, to have that off switch and develop the discipline yourself to actually switch the Wi-Fi off because otherwise you're hooked into this. Um, and, and like I said last week, I know the blessing you know, of, of, uh, of switching off for the weekend I check in a couple of times, but aside from that, I, I'm not really that 1st I'm probably more old school. I'm I'm living in the land that time forgot, and <laughs> I'm fine with that. What do you think, Joe?
2: I think you just, you hit on a lot of points that are very important. So it's like, hold on. Uh, no. <laughs> like, which one um, do you want to
1: cover first?
2: <laughs> well, I want to just start from the last one first. Um, now, I read an article one time saying that us as adults, each day we check our phone anywhere between 300 and like 500 times.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and if you don't believe that, count it one day. Yeah, because that, that is
1: actually factually, because um, we did the same study for my psychology degree, That that is accurate and it's scary. Yeah.
2: It is scary yeah. and you know, I tested it and I was just in shock and, this was before I do everything that I do now. So I know it's even more now, which is concerning as an adult, but I know that my child is constantly watching me. Um, but I watch her as well and she does the same thing. And you think about what are they missing in that mm-hmm. time that they're doing that? And then again, uh, too, like, um, if the phone rings and you don't go to see who it is, it causes that anxiety. I have to see who it is. I have to see what's doing this. And that is a problem yeah. um, and that's a major cause for concern. Um, but also,
0: oh, that's a big one.
2: Um, <laughs> if you don't do that, I believe if you're staying on your phone 24 seven, you're losing your cre- creativity mm-hmm. in itself and you're watching other people or kids are watching other kids doing things and it's okay every once in a while but you want them to experience that for themselves and if they are not one of the group that's on the phone all the time mm-hmm. that's going to make them stick out yeah. and it's going to make them uncomfortable to stick out i can guarantee it but that's when it becomes important for us as parents to make them feel comfortable in their own skin and making their own decisions, because um, it's going to make them stick out and be unique. But they have to realize that being unique is a good thing.
1: Yeah, definitely, and I, and I think that's important. And the great thing that you can teach kids, um, you know, is that hey, we managed you know two thousand plus years without mobile phones and without technology. You know, the the technology used to be years ago, a rock or a lump of coal or, you know, a pencil. That was the technology. Um, Obviously, everything's always in transition. Nothing stays the same. And there are great things about technology, folks. I love technology. Um, You know, I I love when you get a new camera or a new phone or a new computer. I love gadgets. Um, But at the same point. I've reached a point in my life where I went through that thing of being on it 16 hours a day, realizing how it messed up your anxiety, how, you know, you can lose your fitness from it because you're just sitting all the time. And studies have shown, and we used to find this in the youth group, that there is nothing more infuriating for older people in their 60s, 70s and 80s than when a teenager comes in, like grandparents or great grandkids now, I suppose, and they sit on their phone and you're trying to have a conversation with them. And it's like, sorry, one minute, I need to talk to somebody, you know, who's not in the room with you right now. And it's like, why? You know, what is that important? You know, well, Susie's trying on a brand new dress and she wants my opinion. Who cares? You know, Susie can make her own opinion. <laughs> yes.
2: yes, I hear that all the time from my grandparents yeah. when Maddie goes over there. <laughs> because
1: you've had that in your in your professional life as well. You know, as, as have I, where people ask your opinion all the time. And I think when you're on the phone or when you're asking all these people's opinion, you actually lose the discipline of decision. And when you can't make a decision for yourself, that's really dangerous because, and I had a client that did this and and she would take a design back to her friends and say, well, what do you think about this? And she would get seven or eight different opinions. And I'm like, all right, you need to be the one to decide. You know what you like. And it was was a nightmare from start to finish. Never work with that client again but it taught me something as a reflection of human beings nature as well and uh, i think it's very interesting certainly watching the kids and obviously you'll see this a lot more than i do um, but watching the kids growing up now and and how that's really flipping specifically and especially with what we're going to talk about next any further thoughts on that joe i know we, i know we said a lot
0: <laughs>
2: no you're fine Um, i'm loving it and i love when we do this i just I'm learning stuff as we're, as we're talking about it as well, but I had a buddy I noticed who is a a coach, Mm -hmm. so to say, I know we don't quite love that word, but you know, um, and he said, how many times do you ask someone's opinion before you make a decision? Mm -hmm. Is it zero to one, two to five, so on and so forth. And I was like, zero to one. I was like, you know, sometimes there's a need to, to ask an opinion on something. If you want to verify a thought or something Mm -hmm. like that um but he was like you would be so surprised how many people i've asked this question to today that said between two and five and then six and ten
0: you know was
2: just like my gosh just that everybody has an opinion that's yeah. what they have to realize and the only opinion that matters is the one you have on about yourself
1: mm-hmm. yeah but, but you know the crazy thing about it actually uh and, and i'm not going to mention any names, but I have known of certain people, and I'm thinking it's very specific in my mind right now, that would ask for seven or eight people's different opinions and agree with the one that aligned with her original thought. And I'm like, well, if you had the original thought and you'd made the original decision, then why the heck did you need to waste time asking, you know, nearly 10 people uh, on, on this? Oh, well, I just wanted someone else to verify my thing. It's like, okay. <laughs> so that's, so that's another reason why people do it. Um, you know, it's, it's really interesting.
2: And if you think about how much time you waste yeah. getting those opinions, I mean you could have responded and, and mm. moved on to the next thing um, long before you, you did it the, after doing all that. So it's like Correct. <laughs> I think it's so
1: important, but you know, to 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 get back to you know the the impact that obviously gadgets um you know makes upon our world, what we're finding now is that certainly over in Scotland and in the USA, statistics you know basically are that both the USA and Scotland are in the top five categories for childhood obesity, a large part, portion of this, um, I believe actually Scotland is number four, cause Joe was looking at me there. You guys can't see it, but I can see in the top camera. Um, and a lot of people are surprised by that, but it's because the amount of deep fried stuff that they're eating, a lot of the junk food that they're eating, but also because of the lack of exercise of getting out and about, um, you know, and I think it's really important to take some steps and discipline yourself, you know, and I'm speaking to the teenagers here, discipline yourself to actually be able to say, okay, there is nothing that important right now that I need to know, um, you know, that I can't go for a walk or I can't you know, for five minutes, go for a walk in the garden, um, you know, or go in, you know, just just be out with nature. And people say, well, I don't like it. Well, guess at all the stuff that you're missing, you know, by being stuck on your phone. Um, and this is this is actually becoming a problem. It, and it isn't going to get any better with the news that I was finding out last week after we did our show. Um, you know, th- this is like, you know, the, the big, the big movement that's happening next, um, which, uh, I don't know how I feel about, um, but yeah, certainly folks, you know, you, you need to develop both in your children and in yourselves, that ability that on weekends, if you don't need it, switch it off, you know, Joe and I, we work, you know, online all the time. Uh, I actually, I don't see people <laughs> really, except we're doing this because a lot of my stuff is now online and uh, but I, I make sure that when the weekend comes that i'm as on my phone as minimal as possible just because to be honest i get bored of it now it's like there's only so many pictures on instagram that you can see and so many you know comments on facebook and and at the end you're just like nah I, I'm, I'm more concerned now with more the, the the inner stuff as opposed to the outer stuff what are your thoughts joe
2: Oh my goodness. Uh yes. Yeah, we are on I I I I tracked it the other day. I was literally on the computer, the phone, the something for over 16 hours.
1: Wow.
2: It was just working. <laughs> and so and it's, it's amazing like,
1: how quickly that goes.
2: Man, you are not kidding. And it's <laughs> stuff that's not important mm-hmm. that's not benefiting anybody. And you know, you have to remind yourself and your children, everything you see out there is. Either someone's opinion, Yeah, it's made to look like an illusion. That's because we can um, alter everything yeah,
0: now.
1: Absolutely.
2: Um, believe it or not, this is not in my house. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And yeah. it's just like, people get caught up. Oh, this person has that. This person has this. No, you just, it looks like they do. Yeah. And so as well, and you are so much better about this than myself getting up, going for a walk, exercising. Mm -hmm. So important, so important, so important. And, you know, my daughter used to be active, going all the time, sports, this, that, another. And now I have to literally take it away and say,
0: go. (laughs) Yeah,
1: but but that's the thing. And I've had that, um, you know, with a lot of friends, they started out and they were very much into badminton, They're very much into, you know, the sports as teenagers. And then by the time they hit, you know, mid-20s, 30s, they are, quite frankly, obese. A lot of it is a result of the jobs that they're doing and a lack of exercise plus poor diet. Um, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, there are a variety of different things. But if you want long-term, lasting health, it does start. You know, simple way to put it, folks. You know, don't start bad habits that you're going to need to undo later on. It's going to benefit you much, much better in, in terms of long term. Um, if you're not having, you know, to, to, basically reprogram everything that you've gone through. Um, but, but I chuckled cause I had several people that actually is just like, wow, you guys, you know, you just sitting in a library. I don't say anything. I just let them decide whether they am or not, but, but my discipline <laughs> comes because I was doing it when I was a teenager, you know, from 13 years old, I was developing my body. I was developing my mind. I was one of those weird kids. Um, but I look now at the alternative where a lot of the people I went to school with have ended up and I'm like, I'm glad I was one of the weird kids, you know, because that's now what I use in in my everyday life and in my everyday business. So very interesting.
2: Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And that's that might have to be a topic for another one. Just don't let your children get in the habit of setting habits that they're going to have to break because yeah. that you're wasting time. It's yeah. hard. And then it brings in those negative thoughts, opinions that they might have about themselves. That's
0: huge right there.
1: But but I think, I don't know about the the States, Joe, um, but I know I can safely say for over here that so many go through, it's almost like a program phase when they hit the teenage years. Nowadays, it's either about sleeping around, about drinking, about doing drugs, about experimenting doing all that stuff. And that is something that they see as parents that they come back and say, oh, well, that's just the norm. That's just what teenagers do. Um, And then the crazy thing is that they expect when you hit 21, that click, you're just gonna be completely fine and you're gonna be a mature adult now. And now you're gonna focus on your career. And it's like, what planet are you from um, where you think that that is ever you know, and maybe, you know, people will look at this and say, well, you're just deluded. It's like, no, actually, I know how the brain works. I know why it does. I know why people do what they do. So I have at least some authority. To that. But it, it frustrates me at times, um, largely because I let it. Uh, but when you hear something like that from a parent, they just say, oh, it's just what they do. You know, it's, it's just, you know, who cares? It's like, do you realize actually that's where a lot of these issues that happen later on in life come from? But anyway, that, as you say, that that's another topic. For a long time. Yes, yeah, you
2: got me up here just shaking my head. Yeah. And I'm just like, I've got so much to say on that, but I know we're focused in another direction. So.
1: Well, y'all... I, I think on, on that topic, actually, that one thing that we do need to touch on is the brand new release from Mark Zuckerberg that is called the Meta Universe. Have you heard of this, Joe?
2: Yes, and I have an adult friend who mentioned it to me first, but literally in the same day my daughter came and and mentioned it to me. Now she's very into stuff like that. Um just any type of learning she's into, mm-hmm. science, math, so on and so forth. But when she said those words, my mouth just dropped. Yeah because I didn't think it had reached the children yet, Mm -hmm. you know, and of course she's not in there, but it is going to just uh, not only kids, it is going to just attack everybody in a way Mm -hmm. like you're going to have to stay out of it. So her best friend's sister will literally, and I think I said this on the last one, will go sit and watch a movie with her friends in the metaverse instead of actually going to the movies to do it. And she will just spend all day in there interacting and so on and so forth and it's an avatar like i would so much rather just get up and go interact (laughs) but it's going to be a huge issue with kids and with adults
1: So folks, for you, for those of you uh, like myself, because I didn't know what it was until I actually went and did some research afterwards, the metaverse is Mark Zuckerberg's latest creation. If you've noticed, Facebook and Instagram has now changed to um, almost like subsidiaries of uh, you know, this meta universe. So the meta universe is a bigger company now um, than what Facebook was and what Instagram is. And basically, the idea that Mark Zuckerberg and his team have come up with is to have... Uh, almost like this virtual reality world. Uh, Basically, where people go around with virtual reality headsets on, and literally, you can interact with people all over the world. Again, there's a lot of pluses and negatives to this, and I want to talk about that momentarily. Um, But the interesting thing about it for me is when you actually see this, and it's very primitive right now. You have got avatars, so basically characters and, and cartoons of yourself. Um, that you can enter into these rooms. And, and like I say, you can meet people from around the world, almost like a real life gaming, you know, as if you were there in this in, in this universe. Um, I did see the other day, actually, one of the first concerts that was done in the meta universe, which was done by the Foo Fighters. And I enjoy the Foo Fighters. I, you know, I have followed them for many years, but the interesting thing about it was It's like, it looked and sounded like the Foo Fighters, but when you actually saw the avatars around and they're cheering and clapping, and it's like, wow, we have a long way to come here, folks. Um, But there are a lot of dangers with this, obviously, that come with this. What kind of screening is going to be there? What kind of protection? Because I think, again, like I was saying earlier on, with distractions, it's dangerous. And I know that, you know, if you've got... Children in particular that having their brains and their and essentially their cellular structure in their minds changed by being in the meta universe all the time, then a lot of people are going to come out and say, "Well, what's reality and what's uh, you know what, what's fake?" It's almost like the uh, the film Ready Player One, where basically people are you know living in dire conditions and um, you know are, are going into this universe uh, just to try and survive. Um, what are your thoughts on it, Joe? For
2: one, my daughter loves that movie. <laughs> I have to say it, find I do it as weird. well.
1: You know, I think it tells a really good story for sure. It and the does. crazy thing is, well, I was just going to say the crazy thing is, this is actually because people kept saying, oh, well, it's not within our lifetime that it would happen. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, it is, and it's here. As soon as headsets and virtual reality came out, that's when you knew, oh, wait, you know, this is going on. And this is spiraling into Xbox and PlayStation as well. Um, so this is this is, I think, here to stay, to be honest with you, this virtual reality world.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, it's not going anywhere. I can guarantee that. Mm -hmm. Um, But you're right. So as far as the protection and the security of the children, especially, but not just the children yourself, because people are getting scammed, so on Mm -hmm. and so forth, left Mm -hmm. and right. But it's not just the scams. So when I was a child, I had a friend, when the internet first came out, who spoke to, quote unquote, an internet predator. Mm -hmm. And it was she ended up passing away in result of it right. and so it's how do you teach your children properly because mm-hmm. when my daughter is on games she's not allowed to talk with anybody no. and then i go through and i check it every mm-hmm. night but you can't check that because it's in real time yeah. these people you'd actually be conversing with them mm-hmm. like that and you can't secure that as yeah. well as they can go into anything They have casinos, Mm -hmm. they have strip clubs, they have everything, and they can't card you like they can here. Mm -hmm. And so any child can go in there and do that. And you can actually make money, Mm -hmm. which... It's fabulous, but you want to teach your children to make money in the proper ways, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not by starting a gambling habit yeah, or so on.
1: Definitely. So
0: forth. Yeah. <laughs> but,
1: but it also goes back to the the point that we were making, I think, last week, where we've become more an isolated society. You know, gone. I think of the days of communities now, because again, in this or it, certainly in the way that they used to look, but now it's people sitting at home. You know, you know, on this online community. Um, and I completely agree, you know, I mean, I think it has to be, it, it's, it's always that fine balance between you know, a conversation that people will say, well, what, what level of security do you have? You know, if you've got somebody monitoring that, then is, is it an evasion of privacy? And it's like, well, how far do you go? Equally for you and I doing business meetings or art teaching, that is a, a phenomenal um, opportunity that comes there because we can literally be there and you could have an avatar of me painting. You know, which would be both bizarre and weird and wonderful at the same time. Uh, but I, I, I look at it and I think, mm, how is this going to be detrimental? Um, you know, to to people overall. Very, very curious about this one.
2: It's it's going to be detrimental. I think it would be awesome to see you doing an art class on there, though. I will say that. <laughs> um, but you can't. You can never get the good and not get the bad. Yeah. Um. And it just takes us as individuals in monitoring ourselves, in Mm -hmm. correcting ourselves, and but most importantly, correcting our children because I already told my daughter, you're not getting on there. It's not happening because I know what will happen. Yeah. She will get hooked and she will all she already has not issues, but it's taken a while to become comfortable Mm -hmm. just with conversing with people.
0: Yeah.
2: It would make it even more she would just regress a hundred percent. Yeah. And it takes away all communication skills and inter interaction. It's,
1: and, it's and, and a, you know, on the on the plus side I think, because no, we're talking obviously a lot about the negatives, but I think, you know, for for older folks, um, you know, and maybe some of the positives are that you are able to interact with people from around the world. I've certainly found that a benefit for my business. Um, you know, ideally in, in a perfect world, you'd love to be able to say, well, kids can go on there and if they're part of a swimming team or the part of a badminton team. They can meet people from around the world. I can see the benefits in that, but equally, as we know, with pretty much everything that's ever been invented. There have always been people out there that use it for for negative as well. But something that you touched on, Joe, that I I definitely want to uh, just circle back to um, is the the amount of people that actually will communicate now on Xbox and PlayStation. Uh, Again, I love games. You know, like I said, I love technology. I love, you know, the the immersive mind, especially for writing. Um, But what I find as well is I'm the same. I do not have, you know, people that can contact me and, and communicate with me on there. For the very reason that you said was the fact that there's so much bullying and cyberbullying now that obviously can go on just through Xbox and stuff. Um, and, and I think in some ways that really, you know, takes away a lot of the enjoyment that you would just have from you know from playing a game.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. My daughter literally will be screaming at her friends. She'll be talking to them on the phone. They'll be playing so relaxing. Games <laughs> Man, and it's like you know, any other time she's talking, she sounds like a little mouse, you know, or something, which it's crazy. But uh, I just, I'm not a fan of it, I can Mm -hmm. guarantee. Now, this is the way she talks with her cousins, everything they don't ever pick up the phone and just Mm -hmm. talk. Yeah, it's while playing games, and so you're only really focusing on that one topic, you never truly get to know somebody, let them get to know you so on and so forth. And that is huge. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Good and bad. If if there wasn't, now, of course, we didn't meet on a game, but if we did, if we weren't on social media mm-hmm. and everything, you and I probably would have never met. And yeah, so it and does have its benefits. Yeah,
1: definitely. The, the majority of people, actually, that I have either worked with or engaged with um, all of the world on social media has been a result of being on there and spending that time on there. And like you, I mean, I spent three years when I was building up my business 16 hours a day, you know, every single day. Um, would I do that now? Probably not unless I had to. Um, but it's it's certainly, again, it's always that pl- positive and negative, because again, it's somebody with an illness that's building up an online business, you know, you, you know, is, is it right or wrong for them to be on there? Well, if they can decide. For me, it was right, it worked out well. Um, but I can see a lot of the stuff where I'm, I just want to pull back, and I'm like, no. Um, but absolutely, I, and I agree with you that you never get much deeper than uh, you know just the preliminary conversation about what the game's about. Um, and may, maybe that's you know the way I think a lot of people are, are communicating now.
2: It is, it is, and that's why they never, when they meet someone like you or myself, and they actually have a conversation, they're like oh wow because they never take the time to stop and you make me do it too sometimes you know actually more times than not but they never take the time to stop and and think through things they're always just yeah. looking at things on the surface
0: mm-hmm.
2: and that it doesn't just affect games and so on and so forth it's everyday life in every yeah. aspect yeah that it's playing in. So that's that's important as
1: well. Just, just furthering that, actually, where a thought that came back to me, I'm writing a paper at the moment for an essay. And it's one of the topics that we're studying is actually the, the difference in society. So a lot of people that are just sitting there playing their Xboxes and watching their soap TV programs, they have a certain mindset. And again, like we talked about last week, you can project pretty much where they're going to end up financially, uh, economically, housing, you know, geographically, all that kind of stuff. Equally, the people who tend to do the best watch very little TV, study a heck of a lot, and you know, they figure out you know, how to solve massive problems in the world. Um, so again, it's, it's where do you wanna put all your eggs? You know, for me, it always comes back to balance is key um, because I think, yes, it's important to be spending some time on social media for my needs in terms of business, in terms of interacting with people, Equally, it's important for me to be spending time away from it, studying, listening, writing, reading, you know, doing whatever I need to do, um, and then out in out in nature and all that stuff. I think if you've got a good balance overall, you know, you should be okay. But what we're seeing now, as I say, in a lot of schools, is the extremes that they're extremely on the game or extremely on social media or extremely in the metaverse um and that is you know that is a concerning reflection i think on uh, the society and future societies as well
2: i'm glad you pointed that out because i was watching something the other day now granted i hardly watch anything Mm -hmm. um just because i'm working all the time bad balance (laughs) even there um but it said if you're thriving so much in one area another area is lacking and so it's like you said it's an needs to be balanced out perfectly. Um now I work in the entertainment field. Mm-hmm. So I'm around actors and everything all the time. <sighs> <laughs> 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 Just man. Um, absolutely. These they thrive and live on creating their image.
0: Yeah.
2: That they have and not not okay. Now we should, yes, take the time to relax our brains at some mm-hmm. time because then you're, if you're just completely thinking and working all the time and you're teaching your kids this, you never properly think through something and you could have probably figured out a solution a long time ago. Yeah. Um, I think somebody told me, and I can't remember who it was, it might've been you, John, that basically you should be able to accomplish everything you need to as far as work-wise in about 20 hours.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think we talked about that off the show um, Saturday when we were doing it. Yes, I was actually just thinking the exact same thing um, because what I find is, sorry, and, and, and I, do, I, I won't jump in, but um, when I work too much, what I actually find is my productivity slows, my clients drop off. Um, and I find honestly, and it sounds completely counterproductive, but when I sit on my backside, and watch a film or uh, listen to an audiobook or whatever it is, but basically just stop and relax. That's when the flow of clients come in. You know, for me, this is all a spiritual thing. And um, that's what, what I start to do. So, anytime you get out of balance, people say, well, you should be working more, you should be throwing more money at it. And it's like, no, actually, you shouldn't. <laughs> My opinion.
2: But that's exactly right. Because I literally said something the other day. I just I feel like I'm just spinning my yeah. wheels and not getting anything accomplished. But when I stop, slow down, pull back, spend time with my daughter, yeah. and take my mind off of that, it's like instantly something comes to your mind. Yeah. But have you ever like been looking for something and then you find it when you stop looking for it?
0: Right.
2: Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. And absolutely.
0: That
2: is, that's something that a lot of people have trouble. Um, Accepting, Mm -hmm. or I think would be the right word. Yeah. Um, but showing our children, even if you're not done Mm -hmm. with something, as we'll say, it's a paper. It's due in two weeks, Mm -hmm. but oh, I got to get it done now. Nope, you need to pull back because your paper is going to be so much better if you go do something else for a little bit and and then come back and do it. Yeah. I, I find when I sit there and stare at something, I'm like forever and it never gets completed. And if I just walk away, come back, mm-hmm. it looks beautiful and is is doing fabulous.
1: <laughs> well, well that's you know, and it's interesting because working on books, you know, that's something that I find I never force. I actually don't follow any of the rules, the rules that a lot of the authors lay out, which is you've got to write a thousand words per day. You've got to be there four o'clock in the morning till midday. You find what works for you and for me. If I feel ever like I'm trying to force anything, I know that's the time for me to get up and walk away because it's not going to feel. And this this is what I tried to create as an author or as an artist or you know, in doing these shows. Um, I never want somebody to sit there and be like, well, he, he said a lot of nice things, but there was no feeling behind it. I didn't feel the emotion that was there. Um, and that that's the reality. Some of the best ideas come when you allow things to float. That is why I am not a big fan, and I know you won't hear me say this a lot, um, but I'm not a big fan of, of folks like Gary V and Elon Musk, because at the end of the day, all they do is work, 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 um, you know, in some of their attitudes to me is not particularly, you know, inspiring and, and some of the things that they'll say. Um, and then I look at it and I'm like, well, what damage does that do to your health? What damage does that do to your family? I had someone that was praising Gary Vee on a, on a show that was on and they were really going to town on how I knew nothing and whatever and how Gary Vee was basically second to God and I was like, well, the last time I checked, Gary or God didn't look like he'd been, you know, on the meth and, and smoking, you know, 50 a day because the guy's face is so pale. He looks like he's got one foot in the grave and the other foot slipping, um, you know? And I'm just like, this is what's being promoted as the norm, you know, the, the, there's time to sleep and there's time to rest when you're dead. And it's like, well, keep on going and you're going to get there a lot quicker. Um, and I, I went through that mentality And nowadays, I'm just at the point where I'm like, no, in Denmark, you know, they work 20 hours a week. Um, They start at 10, finish at 2. I believe actually they do that for four days a week. Um, Here in Scotland, that's something that's in talks at the moment of a four-day week where you still get your uh, minimum work done, but you're more productive because people actually then get Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. Um, this is something that really needs to be addressed, I think. Um, and, and equally, the amount of people now that are building their own businesses as teenagers rather than going for nine to five jobs. I'm, I'm just listening to a whole host of topics here. But
0: man, <laughs> but this is what's man.
1: Yeah.
2: You're right. And I'm moving there. <laughs> if, if that's the work week, man. But the all thing is, long.
1: we're self employed, so we, we choose our uh, own work week.
2: <laughs> that's true see how he just turned that around <laughs> valid point um 100 and i don't know about there mm-hmm. but i know here people are going 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 all the time yeah. and yeah. it's exhausting and yeah. it affects your mood it affects your health and especially i have noticed you know, staring at the electronics all day every day it affects my eyes yep. and everything yep. else when I go to go to bed my eyes are just burning. Yeah. Um and then think about it, our kids feel the same way.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And you have to honestly, I just speak to my daughter like she's another mm-hmm. woman and I tell her, you know, this is how it is. This is mm-hmm. this is why you shouldn't do it and she usually can understand mm-hmm. why. Um. Now, then the next thing comes is we need to show them how to take action, proper action, when we've agreed on something. But as far as Elon Musk and everything, now, I will say my daughter loves Elon Musk. She
1: knows <laughs> more about I, I will him. say with Elon Musk, I like his attitude compared to Gary Vee's
2: and I'm not sure. i to have to go look up Gary Vee cuz that's just not ringing a bell, but that mm. doesn't mean anything. Why? Because I spend so much time doing other stuff. I don't know. So prime <laughs> example of a of that right there. Um but she Now, Elon Musk, I will say has done wonderful
0: things. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
2: And he could be a great role model in some aspects. But then again, when you come to working all the time and this is what you have to do in order to reach this goal, that's not necessarily true. Again, that's somebody's opinion and everybody has one. But again, you just have to teach your children Mm -hmm. that they create their futures. They decide. But it's important to have an even balance with everything or else one two or three other areas is going to get stressed out and then that's causing unnecessary stress
1: definitely definitely and and again you know elon musk as a person i really admire i really like his attitude really like really it's just for me the whole working all the time kind of thing um you know but that's as i said that's my observation here now in 2022 who knows what it'll be like you know tomorrow um yeah i think it's you know it's always transitional
2: now somebody told me when he interviews a person, he says, "What's the biggest problem you've ever faced, and how did you overcome it?" That I love. Yeah. But, and that's what we should teach our children. Mm-hmm. When you're faced with a problem, okay, that's that's okay. Don't freak out. Now let's come up with a solution. Now yeah. if Maddie comes to me and she says, "Mom, I don't want to do something," she knows now she better come with me to me with a solution <laughs> or another idea. Yeah. We don't even need to come yet until we've got that other idea and solution.
0: <laughs> <Right>. But <laughs> That <laughs> is
1: basically what life is. It is a series of problems and our ability to find solutions. That's all really, or, or one of the areas that it is. Um, and the more successful you find solutions, the more successful you will be theoretically in life.
2: Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> what exactly. have you got on your list? Here? Sorry, go ahead. I don't even know. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I do know. Um, <laughs> but accepting that you don't have to know everything Mm -hmm. that's a big one um but i want you john pretty pretty please okay um to talk a little bit about the anxiety a little bit further
1: okay
0: and
2: when you don't let it go what it leads to what it could potentially lead to how it could affect the rest of your life
1: brilliant that's a really good topic actually um I can't remember the date offhand, uh, I think it was, it was the early 2000s, it seems to ring a bell because it was that kind of humor. But there was a film that was brought out by Jim Kerry called Me, Myself and Irene, uh, and recently there were a number of psychologists and a number of folks in the psych world that um, complained about this and basically said, you know, this should be taken down, it should never be seen, et cetera, et cetera, all because they believed that it was Jim Carrey and the, I think it was the Mulligan brothers who produced it, um, making fun of mental health issues. Now, aside from the, the colorful and crass language in it, it serves a real powerful, in my opinion, uh, a real powerful uh, teaching for what can happen. So to, to give you the premise of, of the film, because uh, I think we were talking about this last week, Jim Kerry basically gets married uh, you know life is going good for him and everything and basically his wife leaves and you know she was having an affair with someone else and she leaves now he doesn't deal with his anger and frustration at that time and over the course of many years later he ends up becoming a schizophrenic uh, with narcissistic involuntary rage um, try and say that three times very quickly I'm amazed I say it the first time very quickly
0: um, <laughs>
1: But basically, it's called what, what I would call split personality syndrome. Um, so one minute he can be, you know, one guy, the next minute he becomes this, you know, really tough, angry guy called Hank. This actually, you know, again, schizophrenia It's what we call the switchy personality. So what happens when you don't deal with, you know, things like anxiety, all the problems that come up? um is that the first thing usually specifically for teenagers nowadays is they'll go to the doctor the doctor will very quickly write them a prescription and say here's some pills the pills are designed to numb you the pills are designed so you don't feel and that you don't think essentially you become a programmed robot um and you're not living anymore you're just going from place to place 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 wouldn't it be much simpler, you know, if we actually took the time and in school specifically, rather than teaching all these fundamental skills, how about you teach the fundamental skill of how the body actually works, you know, how the mind actually works, start teaching them from children, because it's not that difficult to understand. I can tell you right now why children, when they reach teenage years, go through that rebellion phase, go through the, the hormones phase, fancying boys, girls, you know, what whatever, you know, I can explain that to you and why they do some really crazy stuff. And it's on this side of your brain. If you can't see, obviously I'm on the right side of my brain. Um, And basically you've two lobes. You've got the frontal lobe, which is your, kind of your sane reaction and and your understanding and your level headedness. And then behind it, you've got a secondary lobe, which basically is your wild side lunacy, you know, crazy partying kind of, always looking for excitement. It's what Aristotle called, you know, the, the, the divine and the ego. Um, and you're always having this battle that's going on. So your brain has been made perfectly, but the only problem is this front lobe that controls everything in terms of your rational behavior sort of matures a lot slower than the lobe at the back that, you know, goes absolutely nuts. So that's why you have this brief period where you go nuts and you go through all of these things. But basically, you know, like I said, with with controlling your behavior, controlling anxiety, and just beginning to learn how to develop, um, I don't want to call it coping mechanisms, because again, that just downplays everything, but ways and means of actually dealing with problems. So you can say, okay, this person said something to me. Um, Okay, it's now in the past, we only ever suffer our memory or our imagination, I can visualize someone saying something horrible to me, 20 years ago, you know, when I was at school um, or at college or 10 years ago when I was working as a youth worker, I can still see and hear it, but the person isn't in the room. I'm not in the metaverse. This is the real life, you know, and only I keep this alive. So by choosing to say, okay, they said that in that period of time, I don't know what was going on with their life. I don't know what stress they were under. You know, can I do anything about it? No, right. I need to move on. Um, and this actually, and I've had people say, well, you know, you've been in, you know, all the extremes and, and you know, of, of life uh, and, and, you know, or, or you just don't understand. And I'm like, actually, I understand perfectly because no matter what it is, it has passed. And I know the emotional trauma that's there. I understand that. But equally, when you replay it over and over and over and over in your mind, all it does is to reinforce those moods, those feelings and emotions, And you see people that are trapped by this all the time, sometimes 20, 30, 40, 50 years after the event has happened. um, And it basically, it it cripples their life. That's the best way I can describe it. It, It's it's like cancer of the mind. Um, It will cripple you if you don't learn how to deal with your mood, your emotions, and everything that's there and recognize, you know, it can't hurt you. It is in your mind, it is in your imagination. And, you know, the situation has passed. Uh, and if it can't be changed, then it's it's time, you know, to to observe it, but to let it go. I realize it can be difficult as well, but that comes back into how you program your mind, um, which is something that I went through.
2: Wow. Like, full of knowledge. I'm <laughs> telling you I, I was over here taking notes because I didn't want to miss or forget anything to respond on. Um, so first of all, you're supposed to feel. Mm -hmm. um we were made to feel not just good emotions the bad as well and then yes you have to learn how to deal with them now i back when i was younger still today am the queen of not dealing with things and forgetting about it but that's not healthy Mm -hmm. if you don't deal with it first and then go through the emotions and then forget about it that's how you're certain it's not going to come back to haunt you later down. And yeah. it's not affecting your decisions, actions, stuff like that on a day-to-day basis. Um, and then again, like you said, that's kind of when you have those freak out moments mm-hmm. because you can bring it all into your mind at one time and it's like yeah. woo, overwhelming. And um, the
1: importance of that, Joe, just just to touch on that is is when you, if if you don't deal with it, there was a phrase that was said years ago, "Feelings uh, feelings buried alive never die. And what that basically means is you tend to see the image of whatever it is that's upset you or whoever it is that's upset you. And immediately, as fast as you can think it, remember it takes 0.009 of a millisecond to go from a thought to an action. As soon as you start thinking about that personal situation, you're gonna create a feeling. And usually it is gonna be 10 times worse than you know the, the original event that ever happened because we add to it, we project onto it as well. So I really want to make sure to, to add that in.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, you are the person that told me about reliving or brought it to my attention. You know, you really only go through a situation once, mm-hmm. but it's us in a way torturing ourselves to constantly relive it over and over and over yeah. again. And I have shared that that one thought with so many people since then that come to me with, you know, I'm upset about this 20 years ago. I still can't get over this because of this.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's huge. It's yeah. huge. And when you told me that, I was just like, oh, snap. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, he is absolutely right. And I yeah. refuse to torture myself. Yeah. And, you know, everybody should should be that way. So that's very important. I'm so glad that you mentioned that. Um, and we've got to teach our kids that. Because yes. especially, you know, they're surrounded by their peers that are not always nice. Mm-hmm. And if they can just, if they relive that one thing where somebody called them back or made fun of them in some way, or they got embarrassed, it's going to affect every aspect of their life and how they grow and their confidence in themselves. Now, on the, what was it, me, myself, and Irene, right? Mm -hmm. Um, See, I've never seen that. And I think you and I talked about that the other day, but I want to go watch it but what stuck out to me was you said the bad language or mm-hmm. i think you used a different word now in my opinion we should not necessarily guard our children from bad language mm-hmm. um now how you respond to things whether it's language whether it's talking about sex whatever how we respond to it, that puts it how it is in their mind. So it act like it's an everyday thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe we don't use those words, but it's okay to hear them. Um, It's going to make them react differently when they start having their peers use them Mm
1: -hmm.
2: all around them. I think that's very important.
1: I think it's very important. Um, The the crazy thing is, I suppose in some ways to clarify, it was, the, the whole definition for me on, on good and bad, you know, I don't know. If there's any good or bad, you know, in terms of language. There's just language and how we define it um, more than anything else. Uh, and and the, I think the, I think the interesting thing is, you know, some people might hear this and they're like, "Oh my goodness, you know that this, you know that this person here, he he's talking about this and talking about spiritual things, and yet he's watched this." And I'm like, "Yeah, shocker." Um, you know, that there's that, that's the beauty of having a mind that's attached to nothing and open to everything. Um, you know, it serves a purpose, but some of the language can be a little bit shocking, for example. And it's, it's what I mean by that is it's not something you would want your daughter to come out with, for example. Um, you know, and it is really, that's what, that's what I mean. Would I show it to a, you know, a 10 year old child? No. <laughs> you know? Um, because you know, it's like, I know in the workplace, you know, I, I've worked in building trades before. I've worked as a tradesman before the language that comes out there is so colorful, you know, and I'm filled with every shade of the rainbow. Um, you know, I get that. But equally for me, I'm like, huh, would I want my son or daughter or, or people around me using that? I think that's what, what I'm more aware of the day. But yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's I think like all of these things, it's um, if there is a curiosity there I think it's important to explore that curiosity, but also then from my point of view, to be able to say, this is why I wouldn't recommend doing this. Like when people say to me that they're really anxious, but they watch horror films. And I'm like, well, let's add one and one together and let's see what we come up with, shall we? Um, And and I never say say to anybody, you know, it's like, oh, don't do this, don't watch that. I was like, this is the reason why you probably shouldn't because this is what's going to happen to your mind. Um, and all, all of a sudden when they stop doing that, you know, again, because everything is being projected and imprinted upon you, uh, regardless of what you watch, if you're watching horror stuff, that's what's going to stick with you at three and four o'clock in the morning. It's going to disrupt your sleep. It's going to increase your anxiety, paranoia, schizophrenia, potentially, you know, all of that stuff. So, uh, but yeah, that, that, absolutely great point. Great point for sure.
2: Yes. And you know, I was trying to find it and I can't find it fast enough, but um Dr. John D Martini said something about you know when someone says a, a curse word and it's like oh, that all oh, it's it's the idea that you have in your mind about that word. Mm-hmm. Now the reason why I say it's important to utilize these words at times now not necessarily myself sometimes I do but you know um because they're going to come in in contact with it yeah. and the you don't want that to distract them from what they're listening to that you don't want them to stop listening when Mm -hmm. they hear that and to just keep looking because sometimes and this is a totally different topic it can be used as a distraction Mm -hmm. um and so yes 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 um back to the anxiety and schizophrenia now that's huge yeah. i mean and, and you the, know, the crazy
1: thing is it isn't that far away from each other that or, or, in terms of the level
2: and that's scary because yeah. both you and i have dealt with it at one point in mm-hmm. time in our life and i know my daughter as well
0: yeah.
2: um years ago she was sick mm-hmm. like just feeling the need to to throw up all the time and that was anxiety doing mm-hmm. that oh yeah and we had to learn and train how to, to get rid of that and release it um, just not to make yourself sick okay. and then let it take a step further. That's huge. How do they release it?
1: I think that's a really good question. Um, just just actually following on from the point that you made a lot of the uh, physical illnesses that people have usually are as a symptom of anxiety, which is a symptom of again, not dealing with your own stuff. So, um, and this is not a medical diagnosis, uh, but it is something that I found worked for me. So the way that anxiety dropped off me, and to give you an idea, folks, I was a youth youth worker, youth minister for close to 15 years. You know, I had anxiety that was developing into BPD. I mean, this was getting into the realms of of really difficult stuff. There was medical stuff as a result of um, misdiagnosis and all sorts of other stuff, whole nother topic. Um, But what I found was it was anxiety inducing every single day. Like I couldn't go to family. I couldn't go to, you know, people around. Uh, to extended family to parties, even, you know, wanting to to go out for walks, it was constantly on edge. um, And it wasn't fun to be around. So the whole thing for me that really happened was, again, I call it either the great awakening or the great transition from last year, um, which was sitting in the office. And uh, one of my favorite spiritual teachers, Wayne Dyer, his everyday wisdom came on uh, YouTube, and uh, I sat listened to that, I had my headphones on, which is really important, um, and I'll explain why momentarily. But I, I listened to him for an hour, and for five years, I'd had anxiety, I'd had you know, a lot of really angry temperaments, and, and just wasn't dealing with things properly at all. Um, truth be told, was really going downhill fast, and we just bought our home. Um, and listened to Wayne Dyer for the first hour. All of the the stuff dropped off. I listened to it again for the second hour. And then I went into my wife, who was in the kitchen, and I said, honey, you know, it, it, it's all gone. And uh, first of all, when you're working and you tell your wife it's all gone, that's never a good thing to say, because she's thinking, you know, have, have you lost all the money? Or, you know, <laughs> what's all
0: gone? Oh. Oh, <laughs> exactly.
1: You know, it's, fear comes over her but I, I was like, all the anger, all the bitterness towards my former boss, towards my former place of work, you know, all of that had gone within two hours. And um, when I started uh, maybe two or three days later, then to study psychology with uh, University of Yale, it was, you know, really eye opening to see what we listen to and how we program our mind is going to have a major effect. So people always say to me, when they have anxiety attacks, that they listen to music. I don't, dis, I don't discard. It's not that I, I, you know that I, I don't like music. I like music a lot. but when you have an anxiety attack, that is probably the worst thing that you can listen to, because every four or five minutes, you know, and again, I, I usually pick the Foo Fighters, so you can be listening to something like "Times Like These," for example, which is a really happy, you know, energetic song, and then you might listen to one of these days, which is a song basically about dying. Um, and so you go from being up here to plummeted down and then you might listen to all my life, which is sort of, you know, leading up a monkey wrench or, or whatever it might be again, really high song. And then you might listen to low, which is again, bringing. bring it you So you're doing this all the time in your mind and your brain's basically being tortured. And you're saying, or your brain's saying, you what the heck is going on here? That's why a lot of people actually end up with their anxiety worse. What I recommend oftentimes is either a spiritual or a, a very simple, easy to listen to uh, audiobook. book. Uh, because the reason that I spe- uh, specify with audiobooks is because the emotion isn't doing this. The emotion is doing this all the way through um, and it's level. It levels you out. Going back to what I was saying, the reason that I listen with headphones is because if I'm listening down here, there's a lot of echoes and vibrations that are going off that are coming into my ear, again, which causes more distraction uh, and, and can cause more anxiety. So what I find, and I, I do this, I just um, have these, sorry, I'm trying to show this, I'll put my finger in the way there, now you can't close. But I have these and I literally just plug them in one ear or the other, ideally your left ear because of this tiny part of your brain that's here, controls a lot of your uh, functions that go on in terms of mood and emotion and um i find literally listen to that for an hour you know uh, sometimes even less and you just you, you start to calm down you start to relax because you are taking you're essentially i don't like the word attacking but you're dealing with anxiety at the source the source is not you know taking a pill the source is not your heart the source is not your body the sources in your mind, that's where anxiety is born. And that's where it has to be tackled. Um, so that's really, you know, for me, uh, I, I, it's, it's the number one, you know, method that I say, I, in terms of my teaching, in terms of coaching or mentoring, whatever you call it. Um, I try never to send uh, clients to doctors unless they abs, unless we've basically explored everything. Uh, we always look for the root of the problem and, uh, you know, because pills in, in the long-term, the, they're not going to be good for you because you're putting chemicals into your body that you shouldn't be um, and that you really don't need unless, like I say, you know, it, it's, it's something more. Um, but that's what I found work for me and books. But this is something that I do each and every single day. This isn't something... It's like taking your medication, folks. It's not something that you do just once and you're healed. It's something that you do over and over and over again. But the great thing is that you can educate yourself while you're actually healing yourself. Um, and when you realize that all of the stuff that's going on externally, you know, it, is, uh, it begins with inside you, then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, I actually can do a heck of a lot about this. Um, so I hope that answers your question.
2: Oh, my goodness. And I've got so much to touch on on that. Like, um, for one, John actually recommended that for me to do as well. Um, and I first I recommend tried it, it for everyone, <laughs> yeah, and I do as well. Um, I first tried it without the headphones, mm-hmm. and that it didn't have the impact and yeah. the effect like it did the next day when I utilized the headphones. So, that is very important. And, like, like you said, in the left ear, and he explained why he knows way more about that. I do, I'm just speaking, yes, it works. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but two i this is why it's so important for everybody to learn this okay and to not go the route necessarily first of taking that medication because you know when i was a kid i went through a very very traumatic experience and then to the point where it was court ordered mm-hmm. for me to go to a therapist and get put on medicine to make sure i was okay yeah. But what it did was it made everything worse. And then it took me longer to overcome dealing with those experiences. And so that's why it's so important to, in, no matter how you feel, even if you feel great, listen to this, do as he says, because it really does start in the mind. Everything originates there. Um, John and I could be looking at the same thing and come away with two different things.
0: Because
2: oh, yeah. our minds are different. Mm-hmm. And that is so huge, so huge. Um, oh, I love that you recommended that because it really has.
1: Just well, something changed. else um, or two of the things actually, Joe, as I was saying, you know, if, if I've got it on my phone and my phone is, you know, like 60 centimeters away from me, there's all sorts of noise and distraction that's going on. Whereas if I've got headphones, there is zero distance. It's in my ear. My brain physically has to listen to this. And you're programming your brain. Everything that you see here, you know, surround yourself with. It is programming you in one form or another. So when you start to observe it like that, it's like you are the greatest supercomputer on the face of the planet. So program yourself, you know, positively. You know, your brain is no different than a bicep, a tricep, a trap, you know, a lat, whatever. It's a muscle, and if you train it in the right way, you're going to get really positive results. If you train it in the wrong way, you're going to get results that suck. Um, so it's really important, again, you know, to to to, to be aware more than anything else. I can't stress that enough, be aware of really what's going on in your head. And the, the other thing that I was gonna say, uh, when I told my midsection two years ago, and, I, and I'm, I'm from anxiety actually, from, from being so stressed out about it, um, do I wanna use the word stress? Cause I don't necessarily, I, I believe there's more reactions to things than stress. Anyway, um, Hold on to the topic. But what we actually created was the, the traffic light system where it was like, you know, green, you know, and, and it's basically, I encourage people to do this three or four times a day. How are you feeling? So if it's green, you're feeling passionate, you're feeling positive, you, you, you know, your work is really productive. Everything's in flow. If you amber, you start feeling a little bit frustrated, a little bit wound up. It's the little bits. If you're red, you know, well, you start to feel really frustrated now, really peed off, you know, ready to burst, but not quite there yet. But one more thing, may set you over the edge. And then the, the final one was Brown, because you know, the, you know, it's, it's like brown town, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Literally, because what happens is, when you reach Brown, it's critical meltdown. And uh, that the reason that we chose Brown was for that very reason, because when you get to critical meltdown, everything, you, know, you, you can wreck your you know, reputation, your personality, your entire life when you explode. And that's what brown is. It's the severe, it's severely frustrated, severely angry, ready to explode, ready. I I was talking to a group of teenagers and they were like, if you had to sum this up in this feeling in one sentence, what it would be. And I said, Brown equals the mood where you're ready to rip off somebody's head and spit down their throat. And then the look on their face, then they just burst out laughing. I was like, that's how severe your anger can be if you don't deal with it possibly. We've probably got a whole lot of parents now that are just like, no, that's gross. But that is, you know, that illustrates hopefully, you know, the the level of severity when you get to Brown. So you want to be dealing with this stuff, ideally, always around the green and amber stage. Don't, don't, if you, if you, if you're going into an anxiety attack, that's the wrong time to start dealing with things, have the anxiety attack. But then when you finish with it and you're exhausted, that's when you need to start putting these things into place. But ideally, if you're having an anxiety attack, it means that you haven't, again, monitored properly, and it comes with time, it comes with practice, um, but it is, I wanna tell you now, it's very, very possible to not only um, address anxiety, but also to overcome it. I am living proof um, that you can overcome it, you know, 15, 16 months now since a, a last anxiety attack. And even then it was minute, so, you know, this this is what I found, folks. And that's why I'm studying psychology, uh, not only for a BSC, but a, a, as a doctorate, because it opens up so many more doors, and then I can say this stuff with authority. So <laughs> there you go.
0: Yeah. You're blowing
2: my mind. Um I, I I find that I'm just I'm just kind of listening to being like, yes. Um <laughs> but
1: This is just scratching the surface. <laughs> I
2: know, I know. And if we delve deeper in it, it's like, and we're gonna have to at some point. Um, absolutely it's so crazy it's 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 not crazy it's crazy that we don't realize Mm -hmm. it i'll put it that way um and you know our perception of everything is so important like you said and we're supposed to be correcting constantly correcting ourselves um i read a book one time and it's called flight plan and it Mm -hmm. basically says how a plane always lands at the same destination but it never goes the same path And it's constantly correcting its direction. And that's exactly what we should do. Um, Because I am a little fireball and have a temper like nobody's business. And what does that serve? Nothing. Nothing nice. good ever comes from it. And that's yeah. what I have to tell my daughter as well. To stay calm, cool, and collected. Take a step back. Breathe. Never make a decision or act upon anything when you're not in a place of yeah. peace, love, and joy. That is so important. Yeah, <laughs> definitely.
1: And, and Joe, I mean, I, I can say it because I was that person as well. Uh, you know, if my wife was here, she would tell, she, she has a plethora of stories that she can tell um, about times when John lost it. And, and the crazy thing was when I went through the, the uh, transformation last year, um, it was like we had to get to know each other all over again because it was like, you're not the same person that you were you know, five years ago, three years ago, two years ago. Um, And it is, I mean, it's a fantastic thing when you actually realize, wait, I actually have a lot of control over what I feel in my mind. Um, But again, I get very much aware that uh, when I start feeling angry and frustrated, I'm like, right, you need to take time off. You need to, you know, you need to to mind your mind and you need to be very protective over it because you've got a lot of people that you, you know, you know, I don't want to call it responsible for, but that, you know, that listen to you. And if you're coming on saying, well, guys, you know, you you know, whatever, and you're really angry and frustrated, it's not good. (laughs)
2: Love that statement. Mind your mind. Mm -hmm.
1: That was taught to me by a business partner of mine.
2: I love that. I absolutely love that. And you're right. So say that you would go and you would blow up in front of everybody that listens right. to you, right. works with you. Then you get to spend time and after that. <laughs> right. And then you get to spend time apologizing yeah. and trying to explain. And it's just so much wasted time. And we only have so much. Yeah. Um, how many hours is there in a day? It
1: was 24. 168 hours in a week and 24 hours in a day.
2: Now tell I, me- I used to be
1: able to remember it in minutes as well, but that's disappeared from my mind.
2: He threw me off one time because he threw me like everything, every time for everything. And I was just like, we really don't have that much time. (laughs) And to spend it upset and down and arguing is so, such a poor uh, choice of how to utilize that time. So step back, correct your emotion, address it and then move on, mm-hmm. but don't act then because we have to waste more time trying to make up for, yeah. for what we did. <laughs> yeah. And equally, I
1: mean, you may find, you know, cause there's, there's two points to that actually for, from personal experience. One, you explode and you're really nasty with everybody. And then everybody's terrified of you because everyone's just like, oh my goodness, this, this person that we've got in our family or in our friendship group is a nutcase, quite honestly. But then you've got the other problem where, you know, you go through this great transition, you know, you can talk to people and then everybody wants to be around you every moment of the day. And I'm just like, okay, this is what locks were invented for. You have (laughs) got to, you've got to have those boundaries for sure. (laughs) It's it's a good problem to have.
2: Yes. And I can't, I'm so glad you just mentioned boundaries, Mm. setting boundaries, standards, and expectations is so huge, not just as adults, but with our children. Yes. And, you know, that's something that I had taught my daughter um, and and had to push on her just the other day was set your expectations with your friends and don't accept nothing less. And yeah. that is huge, absolutely huge.
1: Absolutely, and and I think, I mean, that's that's a great topic I think to, to cover, um, you know, as, as we wrap up the show, um, because at the end of the day, you know, boundaries are really important. And what you tend to find is, if if you're not aware of your boundaries, what tends to happen is people gravitate into your life that necessarily aren't good for you, and are going to pull you in a different direction. And you've always got to be asking yourself, you know, is this person that's around me now, either helping me, or negating me, you know, are they taking me further where, where I want to go or actually pulling me, you know, away from where I want to be? Um, and I think like Joe was saying, it is so important and you set the rules. this is the thing you are in control. Don't let society tell you that you're not. you are in control of how you use your mind, how you use your body, and what you allow into your life. Um, there you go. <laughs> you are
2: exactly right and You know, I noticed when I because she was in a different room when this happened. okay. And when I stuck my head in there and I said and I was stern, Mm -hmm. do not accept anything less. And you said that. And she was like, yes, ma'am. And I was listening and she set them expectations and she did not accept anything less. And I was like, that's what's up. Good girl. Um, But the other day now I'm telling her to do this. And then the next day I get told, Georgie, you're letting too many people take advantage of your time. And that is keeping you from doing what you need to do. Yeah. And I was just like standards and expectations, you know.
0: <laughs> it's and, like- and
2: it's <laughs> hard sometimes to understand.
1: remember all of this all all at one go. Uh, and that's why you need to practice it every day, so as when these times do come up, you're like instantly, you know, you remember it.
2: Yes, and then. And you're right, when you do it, and you've changed from before, it takes people an adjustment period for one to get they have to relearn you and realize they're going to test that boundary just like a child, they're going to see how far they can go with it, but you never not stand your ground. No, and it will be uncomfortable at times. But you still stand your ground and for what you believe in and how you want to be treated. Um, absolutely so important.
1: And I think it is, like you say, I think it is so important that people remember that. Um, Again, you know, parents, it's important for you to do this as well. This isn't just something to sit your child in front of and say, oh, well, it's fine, you go ahead. And we've had a lot of people that I've worked with that, that, you know, like that philosophy, Um, but for themselves, they're not ready. Uh, That's one of the things I hear a lot. Oh, they're not ready to change. And it's like, well, you're not not ready to improve your life. You're not ready to develop in in an amazing way. Um, and, and the way that I look at it is families that grow together should stay together. Um, and it's oftentimes the ones that, uh, where there's a lot of separation, there's a lot of stuff that we've talked about, you know, they're spending so much time in the metaverse that are not conversing with you. At the end of the day, your family should always be, uh, in an ideal world, of course, you know, your family should always be the priority. And, uh, you know, you should always want to spend that time together. Granted, there may be times when you're pulling your hair out with each other. There may be times when you're crying, screaming, and bawling. I understand, okay? But what I understand now more with in-laws and more with, um, you know, family, as in, you know, distant family, even my own family, is I can't change them. And and it's the same with friends. I can't change them, but I can change how I respond to them. And I think that's, you know, the important thing is life isn't what happens to you. It's how you react. And sometimes. Just observing the situation and allowing the person to do whatever they're going to do, blow off the steam. But then say to them, "Why, why are you still so frustrated about that thing from fifteen years ago? That doesn't matter. You know that we covered in the last episode. Um, you know, and, and all of a sudden, then you can be the voice of reason rather than you know fueling it and becoming an obstacle. You know, with what this person wants to say and what this person wants to do. So, definitely,
2: exactly right, and. I love how you said a family that learns together grows together. That's a big one. And, you know, I have it. That's why you want to let your child experience everything with you. Um, and because they're going to be met with that situation in some way, shape or form at some point in their life, they might as well do it early rather than later. Um, and, you know, so many people, their families don't take the time to learn them, let alone what they what, why they do what they do yeah. or think the way that they think and that is so important don't be that um and then if you say oh what they're doing makes no sense but you took no time to learn it Mm -hmm. then you're projecting your assumption and judgment onto that person when you really don't know and that we definitely don't want to teach our children because we are setting an example always 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 whether we want to be or not because sometimes we set that bad example um and don't waste your time not wanting to change is it fun not always sometimes it is but it's work and a lot of people don't want to put in the work mm-hmm. and that's too why we have children that are just sitting around not doing anything because we're not putting in the work on ourselves and we're setting that example and like we said there's only so much time in a day so much time in our lifetime why would you not start like right this second yeah.
1: Yeah, just so you know, it's actually 10,080 minutes in a week, just in case you wanted. Um,
0: it's mind blowing. <laughs> but you know,
1: <laughs> but, but <laughs> when you actually work that out, you know, for me, and I know, you know, Joe and I, we, we've talked about this a lot that my time is really precious. You know, when I was 15 years old, I was diagnosed, my body, let me put it that way, was diagnosed with colitis, which basically is a, is a disease that means your digestive system is trying to eat yourself. Um, you know, A lot of that again has helped you know to do with the diet and to the mindset and a lot of other stuff but one thing it did make me really appreciative of is when you get that kind of diagnosis you realize that time isn't forever you know there are going to be days where you wake up and eventually there's going to be days where you don't and you know the hope is that by my being here you know it's hopefully made a few more people smile and it's you know it's touched you know people's lives around the world and and just this different perception hopefully um, or maybe hearing the same thing over and over again. Finally, it clicks with you and you're like, wow, I have only so many hours. If you're 50 years old, well, you've already lived probably half your life at least. You know. And at that point, you start saying, what do I really want to do? And if you're concerned about making money, you know, heck, we, we can support you through that with coaching because you can choose whatever you want to do and make money. There's people out there that sell spoons that make a great living. You know, There's people out there that sell terrible courses. There's people out there that sell great courses they all learn how to make money. And um, you can learn whatever you choose to. When you turn something into a study, it can be phenomenal to the point that you're like, wow. Actually, when you turn it into a study, anything is possible because it's just like solving a puzzle and a piece. Have you anything to add to today's show, Joe, before we wrap up?
2: Yes, yes, yes. I first of all, I've had so much fun. My and friends. I hope that y'all have have taken something of value from this. Um if you haven't, go back and watch it again.. <laughs> um, I know that there's something in there for everybody. Um, and you just you just had me think of another topic. So we'll definitely cover that next week. Um but I'm just gonna say thank you because I know if I say anything to comment on that, we' I'm just gonna keep chasing it. Um. <laughs> but don't be that person because i was that has to repeat a lesson multiple times before they learn it because that just prolongs you reaching your end destination and that is so important
1: definitely definitely and i I couldn't agree more what a great way to sign off a really great show folks we do hope you've enjoyed it of course And, uh, you know, if you have, do let us know in the comment section below. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. Tell a friend because it could be the very thing, especially with today's show and all that we've covered that they need to hear in their hour of struggle or their hour of darkness. And even if they've got children as well that are going through these things. And, of course, don't forget to join us again next week. It has been an absolute blast. So from Joe and myself. You can support us on Patreon. We'll give you the details. put the links in the section below. And if you're interested in mentoring, get in touch with us at thebattlesweallface.com. We've got coaching and mentoring for pretty much everything that is there. And uh, we look forward to working with you. Have a phenomenal day, my friends. Namaste. Take care. God bless. And we will see you same time, same place next week. Take care.